0: Game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech. Breaks a tackle. Oh, and he's gone. House call.
1: Touchdown. And we're a point after away from being all tied up.
0: We'll hear from Georgia Tech staff and insiders as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football.
1: Runs it right. Slams into the end zone. Touchdown jackets.
0: On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets. Andy Demetra And a very good Wednesday evening to you once again. It is the Georgia Tech
1: Coaches Show with Brent Key. As Georgia Tech heads on the road for its final ACC game of 2022, taking on the ACC Coastal Champion, North Carolina Tar Heels. 5.30 is when we put total leather on Saturday at Canaan Stadium. Our network airtime at 3.30 as the Yellow Jackets look for their curtain call in conference play with a big upset over the college football playoff number 13 team in the nation. On the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, we will, of course, preview that matchup against the Tar Heels. We'll look back to Georgia Tech's home ACC finale versus Miami, and we'll do so coming up with the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Brent Key. Now, Mandy Demetrum, Larry Knight, defensive line coach, joins us as well. But without further ado, let's welcome him in, head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Brent Key. Coach, how are you? Doing well. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, turnovers have propped you guys up all season long. It, they were the undoing, unfortunately, on Saturday versus Miami. Uh, what else did you relay to the team before you put the Miami game to bed, started directing your focus to North Carolina?
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's one of the things that we've, we've done a really nice job of, you know, this, this entire, entire time. And, you know, to have that rear its head, not, not just turning the ball over, but then not getting the turnovers as well. That, that was something that had a major, major impact on the outcome of the football game. And, you know, no different than we've said for for weeks prior that, you know, when you have a small margin, you know, between your team and the and the opponent, you, know, you ask yourself, well, if, if we hadn't done the, thing, the little things, would we have won the football game? And the answer is usually no. So then you turn around and you look at this and say, okay, well, what can we take from it? And you can look at, you know all the different things that occur in a football game, but really, uh, most games only come usually come down to about five or six plays, and the you, you don't ever know when those plays are going to happen. So you, you've got to you've got to play every play, one play at a time, and then be able to put that play behind you. So, and that's unfortunately one of the one of the main causes of what what occurred on Saturday night. So you know, we've got to take those those turnovers. And the quarterbacks looking at him and the, the youthfulness at that position on Saturday night, and Pyron, you know, trying to make a big play early in the game, and we were in field goal range, and uh, you know he has the slant on the other side, but you know he he goes for the goes for the big shot to Nate down the sideline, and the post safety, you know, read his eyes and came over and made a play on the ball. Then, you know, unfortunately we're you know we're driving the ball and have momentum. And then next time around it was really a similar situation where you know, we had the moment, momentum in the game and then, uh, you know, to no one's knowing, not even himself, that was the play before that, that Zach had gotten hurt. So, you know, he didn't even know he was hurt until the ball, he went to go clap for the cadence and, and he caught the ball and kind of felt that shoulder slump, right? as he was about to throw the football and, and Dylan's, you know, running wide open on the sideline and, you know, Zach had to slumped his shoulder and that ball just sailed up in the air on him. So, uh, you know, then the two in the in the fourth quarter. You know, both instances of you know just some being able to look the safety off a little longer and and, and not have that guy make a break on the football. And you know, credit to the credit to that kid, he did he did a nice job of you know making a break on the ball and timing it up and, and getting those plays. But we we can't do that. We, we've got to be able to. uh to keep the football in our possession when we have it and then continue to play disciplined football.
1: You uh, clarified the status of your quarterbacks this week, Zach Gibson, Tyson Pumachan next to go versus North Carolina. In, in spite of those interceptions, how did you see Zach Gibson maybe smooth some things out from his previous two appearances this year?
2: Yeah. Well, once he got out on the field, there was a, there was more of a calmness to him. There was, there was more calm. There was a more confidence in being able to take, take the play and, uh, you know, knowing where to go with football and knowing what to do, uh, you know, and then when that first option wasn't there, being able to take that second or third, third option, uh, you know, there was, you know, he, we go down the field, you know, the first drive, he throws the ball, uh, has the one-on-one down the sideline. And that's the one I was just previously talking about where the safety made a play on it. And then you know, later on, he drives the team down the field uh, towards the end of the game and throws the interception in the end zone and then comes right back and, Takes it again, and we continue to you know play two-minute ball with him because every experience you get out there on that field is is worth so so much to these guys, and especially that quarterback position. So, you know, to see him go down there and and and, and be able to put the ball in the end zone, it, it really shows some positive growth with him because regardless of what time of the game it was, when it was in the game, you know, we, we challenge our guys in every single day to 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 play. Every play one play at a time with no scoreboard. So to get that, you know, that positive uh, occurrence, and that positive reinforcement from them, that's something we've got to carry over, you know, this week in practice and gotta carry over to the game.
1: When you have such a sudden change in the depth chart at quarterback, how much value does it have with a couple of older transfers like Zach like Tyson in circumstances like this how have you seen that reflected maybe in in their preparation in the way that they've led the offense in practice this week
2: yeah well there's a big difference in you know thinking you might be the guy as opposed to knowing you're going to be the guy and that you, you don't you don't want to ever prepare differently because every player is one or two ankles away or one or two helmets away from being on the field but once you you know you know you're in that situation you it's not as much the change in your preparation it is as it is the confidence in the people around you, and you know to go out and execute during the week of practice, especially with the good on good that we do, to be able to have you know some confidence instilled in in, in those guys from the rest of the team, that, that, that's going to be big, and that's been big this week, and that's going to be big you know leading up to the game on Saturday, so but. Both of those guys have played football. They are older, uh, so they there's some things that they have probably been through in, in over the course of their career that won't be a first time when it happens. And you know they're both two different quarterbacks, and there's only so many reps in the week to prepare the the team, and especially at that position. So you've got to be balanced in how you you know, you divvy out those reps and within the team periods and the, and the practice for scout teams.
1: I know you don't want it to get overlooked, but Saturday was one of the highest graded games for your offensive line this year, was it not?
2: Where'd you read that? All right, was that on the inter- through the grapevine. In, on the internet?
1: Can you confirm, or did <laughs>
2: no, I? No, I was really proud of those guys. I thought it was, it was the, the best they've played collectively in, in a long time, definitely this season. Uh, it was the first game that we were able to stay healthy, through that, and the, and the the group that was out there was able to play the entirety of the game. Uh, a lot of that with Pierce being healthy last week was you know he has with what he has. It's a recurring thing. That's some weeks it's going to not flare up and be there, and some weeks it is. So to be able to have him for the entirety of the game. And then the growth of Jakiah playing right tackle, which has allowed Jordan to pop inside at guard it's, it's really created a different dynamic on the O line uh, so now it's a couple of weeks of those guys playing together so you've got to keep your fingers crossed that everyone stays healthy and the same thing can continue
1: and this was against a Miami defense that was fifth in the nation in sacks per game coming in, and they were tenth in the nation in tackles for loss so don't want that to get overlooked in the offensive line's performance against Miami Nate McConnell back to back games 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Last Georgia Tech receiver to stack together back-to-back 100-yard receiving games with a receiving touchdown, DeAndre Smelter, 2014. Last guy to do it three straight times, and he's bidding for his third on Saturday, Calvin Johnson, 2006. We see the quickness. We see the sure hands. What goes overlooked about Nate McCollum and the weapon he's become in your offense?
2: Gosh, I mean, Nate, is, Nate is so fun to be around. He... He walks down the hallway, he walks down the stairs, up the stairs, he's in the team meeting. The same way, if you don't know him, you would imagine he would be, by how fun he is to watch playing, that's the way he is every day. He's always upbeat, he's always positive, he's always bouncing around. I laugh and joke with people and say, Nate's that kid that probably didn't play video games growing up. He was the kid that was outside. He was he was running around playing basketball, playing baseball, playing football in the backyard, playing playing sports doing different things and he's contagious. The way he plays the game is contagious. His personality is contagious. And then he carries it out on the field and plays the same way. You know, playing that slot receiver, that's not an easy position to play. And he's, he's really, he's become our little slot machine out there. He he, know, he understands coverage. He understands, uh, you know, what the defense is trying to do to take him away. He understands how to get himself in the right position, regardless of who's playing a quarterback. I know you're
1: facing a talented slot receiver Saturday and Josh Downs, but North Carolina will be facing a talented slot guy himself and name a column. Georgia Tech versus North Carolina 530 Tomei's Leather on Saturday. Just getting started here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. We'll continue the conversation with Coach Brent Key following these words on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Everybody
0: has a jillion things going on these days, so at Apartments.com, we help you stay on top of your apartment search with powerful tools like saved searches and instant alerts. Alert. You just enter what you want, alert, like location, price, and amenities. Alerto. And Apartments.com will alert you as soon as those places become available.
3: Alert. Here's your perfect place. Thanks, me.
0: And you can customize your alerts somehow. I think I set mine to Mr. Snarky. You do hear me. Maybe I can change mine to British. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Here's to the fans who show up for the game, finding their spot, staking their claim, towing the trailers, hauling the gear... A tradition of tailgating that happens each year. And here's to the truck they drive. The Ford F-150 truck. Power your tailgate like never before with an available Pro Power Onboard Generator. For great offers, see your local Ford dealer today. all
4: models, trims, or features may be available. Contact your dealer for more information. Here comes the Ramblin' Wreck. My family and I love watching Georgia Tech football. Though it's hard to choose between the big screen at home and the excitement of being in the stands. Either way, Scana Energy's part of the action as a proud partner at Georgia Tech. So join Scana and my family in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanaEnergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply
5: and we're back with breaking news coke zero sugar might be the best coke ever
6: that's right jim coke zero sugar is a must try for any coke fan so make sure you jim (laughs) jim on the air. Ooh,
5: yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen?
6: Well, can I have a sip?
0: (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket Insiders. This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold
1: Coke cheers. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Andy Demetra, Brent Key joining us. And defensive line coach Larry Knight will be on a little later on in the program talking about his defensive line, how he's seen them gel and grow as uh, this season has gone on. Of course, let's talk about the defense's Dave versus Miami. Seemed like they were very deliberate in trying to keep it on the ground and pound away at you guys. What went well defensively uh, when you graded everything out? What could have gone better for you?
2: Yeah, you know, they came out and we, we knew what the plan was going to be. We knew what they were going to try to do. Uh, you know, obviously like every team does, they're going to add a few wrinkles in there with the, with the new quarterback, taking the, taking the reins for the entirety of the football game. So, you know, they did a nice job of creating conflict of kind of trying to lull you to sleep with the run, the run, the run, and then, you know, setting up their, their shot plays. Uh, you know, the thing that did well, I thought, you know, we went in halftime, came back out in the third quarter and then they, you know did some adjustments and, and made some adjustments within the scheme, but also just kind of tidied up some of the things we were doing and were able to fit our gaps better, be able to play downhill uh, early in the game. We were, we were tentative with pulling the trigger on some of those things. And a lot of that was, you know, sitting back, you know, kind of waiting on the, 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 the play action the play action to hit. Uh, as, as opposed to just triggering and coming downhill, and making the play and reacting back to it, and trust the people behind you. And then they did a nice job of, uh, or the quarterback for them did a nice job of, really, really taking a two-yard gain and making it a four-yard gain, a five-yard gain. And you know there were times early on where we were we were on on edges and tackles. Uh, you know, In the game of football, that's one thing that you, you preach all the time. You can't be on the edges. You can't be on the edges when you're blocking on offense, whether it be a receiver, O-line, running back, tight end. You can't be on the edges when, when you're trying to cover people. You can't be on the edges when you're trying to tackle. You have to be able to square people up and have confidence in that, that, that you're going to be able to you know, square them up, run through, uh, near foot, near shoulder the guy, and be able to get them wrapped up and then trust the guys behind you to be there. And We were on the edges at times.
1: Did uh, Miami's game plan not lend itself to, to many turnover opportunities? This was the first time all year that the defense was shut out from forcing a turnover. First off, that's remarkable. Nine games, nine games with turnovers. Uh, just w- w- Was the, 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 the way Miami tried to attack you guys just not very conducive to getting takeaways? Well,
2: there were a couple things they did offensively. They, they didn't throw the ball a whole lot so they wanting a lot of opportunities to you know to get the interceptions to read the routes to match the routes you know several of them were you know quick bubble screens uh, out to the edge you know RPO type plays uh, where the ball was coming out quick and it was a leverage based throw then you know the as far as the running game goes they did they did a really good job of protecting the football they cut their splits down on the offensive line they they were down some guys as well and you know, they are a, a really big group of guys and they basically cut their splits down to nothing and just tried to keep our defensive line, which has done a good job of creating penetration in the front uh, and getting hands on the ball and creating disruption. They really kind of eliminated that. And, and when you do that, you're obviously not opening up creases inside, but you're allowing, you know, you kind of get sucked up in there and that ball bounces. And then the running backs, I mean, they were two hands on the ball the entire time. And, you know, that's one of the things, too, that leads to if, if you're not you know, wrapping somebody up and then allowing everyone else to come in and try to strip the ball. If you're going in trying to strip the ball right away and not before, or before you secure the tackle. Now that does become an extra two yards, an extra three yards and four yards. And that's something we worked on really hard this week was we have to secure the tackle. Let's get back to our basic fundamentals that we learned in the beginning of training camp in August, in the beginning of spring ball, then trust the other guys around to come in to to be able to, to strip the ball.
1: Field position was an uphill battle versus Miami. I, I know that's not the only game where it's felt like that. What, what can the D team do better just to, to level out the field position game?
2: Yeah, well, field position is looked at so much offensively and defensively, but you know, the, the vertical field position that's controlled in the kicking game is, is an aspect that a lot of times gets overlooked, or you just think, well, it's, it's just maybe one, one part of the teams that do it. Well, their opponent their, their was special. They have a special punter that's able to to put the ball you know, inside the five yard line. Uh, you know, Nate was back there returning, and you can look and say, "Well, why didn't you catch that one?" Well, the, the the different way that that kid was able to kick the ball and put different rotation on it, or you know, roll out to the right, kick it to the left. You know, stay in the middle, kick it to the right with with an oblong rotation on it. You know, the 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 way he was kicking the football or his ability to kick the football along with the wind that was blowing on Saturday night, created a very uncertain ball in the air for Nate. And Nate is I mean, Nate, Nate, Nate grew up playing baseball. He's got as good of eye, you know, eye judgment, eye hand coordination in judging, you know, deep balls as anybody we've ever seen, or anybody we've ever been around. And he that thing went up in the air and the way that kid was kicking it, it the wind gets caught in the wind and now all of a sudden that thing that's coming at you ain't coming at you anymore. It's moving over here. And, uh, so that was a big factor in the game. Then when you're the guy with kickoffs, I mean, the kickoffs are kicking it out of the back of the end zone. Uh, so you kind of negates that. So you start looking at field position that from that respect, it's five, five yards here, 10 yards there. And that ends up being a big jump at the end.
1: It just feels like the number of drives the offense has had that have started inside the ten, uh, especially over the second half of the season. It just feels like you guys are, are a little snake bit, and you know what will it take to get a touchback and a little bit of breathing room? But that just hasn't uh, seemed to uh, to emerge for the offense.
2: Yeah, well, you know, going into this game, we felt had a we felt like we had a really good plan of of coming what, we call, what would you call coming out or backed up. Uh, you know, Miami had had twenty twenty one snaps inside the five yard line or inside the eight yard line, I believe it was, you know, going into our game. So we knew that there was going to be that chance because of that, because of their punter that there was going to be that chance. So we, we, we developed a, a good plan and, you know, fortunately we were able to push it 99 yards off the, off the goal line for a, for a, for a nice score.
1: Yeah, uh, let's not lose sight of that uh, Zach Pyron directed that touchdown drive. 99 yards, got the touchdown to Nate McCollum, winning seconds of the first half. Of course, Zach Pyron, if you missed the news, broke his collarbone. He's out for the rest of the season, though he has been a presence at practice this week. Zach Gibson, Tyson Pumachan, ready to go. The transfers, and uh, they will be the ones handling the snaps against North Carolina this Saturday. Georgia Tech versus the Tar Heels will delve a little bit more into the matchup itself, get some keys to the game at the end of the hour from uh, Coach Brent Key. Coming up next, though, it is defensive line coach Larry Knight. He joins us here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
7: Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling hazy-like-a-fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails plus live music, and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit newrealmbrewing.com for more.
5: Hey, Georgia, if you love playing Fantasy V, you're going to love it even more because we're giving away stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. Now through November 27th, five winners each week will win just by playing Fantasy V. And the cash stack grows to $10,000. Play online or enter your non-winning Fantasy V ticket at fantasy5giveaway.com for your chance to be a weekly winner. It all ends November 27th. So play Fantasy V during the Stacks of Cash giveaway. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly and we're back with breaking news coke zero sugar might be the best coke ever
6: that's right jim coke zero sugar is a must try for any coke fan so make sure you jim (laughs) jim we're on the air
5: Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen?
6: Well, can I have a sip?
5: (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it
6: first. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow
0: the latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to
1: visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. As we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on this Wednesday night, gearing up for Tech in North Carolina Saturday at Kenan Stadium in Chapel Hill, 5.30 to kick time. Our network pregame starts at 3.30. We'll see the- this man in Chapel Hill you've seen him at Bobby Dodd Stadium throughout this year he is Georgia Tech defensive line coach Larry Knight happy to have him on the program this week coach how are you I'm doing well thank you for having me always enjoy hearing you spin your stories and get your yarns going here uh from from your perch in the defensive lines room
8: yeah uh, you know I love talking with you man so let's get it <laughs>
1: let's do it uh, and let, let's begin with uh Last year's game versus North Carolina, I'm sure uh, you didn't mind flipping on that film. Eight sacks, 13 TFLs, and a pretty resounding win over what was then a ranked North Carolina team. How would you describe the defensive lines, day versus North Carolina last year?
8: Uh, It was a fun day, you know, that the the guys were locked in and and played with a lot of great energy. The the fans brought a lot of great energy as well, Um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, so it it was a good day for us.
1: Uh, I know it was a season low in TFLs versus Miami, but it's still a big jump in tackles for loss per game this year compared to last year. Overall, why do you think the defensive line has been more consistent this year in resetting the line of scrimmage, getting those negative plays?
8: Uh, well, first off, coach Turner has been a great addition to the program. So, uh, that, that's helped us, uh, quite a bit, uh, coach stacker with the play calling and then the players with the effort, you know, they, 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 uh, they play hard, uh, they play with great technique and that's what's, that's what you're seeing. That's, that's showing up. So, uh, this is kudos to all of those guys.
1: Uh, what has it been like working with coach Turner this year? Pretty venerable guy, who's you know, about a four decade veteran in the coaching business. Yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, I've been able to pick his brain on
8: certain things, you know, uh, I've been able to learn from, you know, from some of the best, you know, coming from the, uh, you know, Steve Stripling coaching tree, he was one of the best D-line coaches to do it before he retired. And so now I get the opportunity to be around somebody like uh, Coach Turner, who has a lot of that same experience. And and so it's it's great when I get to learn from him and ask him questions and, and be able to take some of those things and apply them.
1: You're a defensive lineman at Central Michigan. All-conference defensive lineman, we might add. Yeah, you gotta uh, say that part. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shine up our guest, you know. Uh, what does it feel like being a defensive lineman at this point in the season? Because just the accumulation of blows that you take over the course of a season, it really has to be adding up and taking its toll at this time in November.
8: Yeah. Um
1: and how would you describe it?
8: Typically, you're around, around this time of year, like, this is gonna sound real weird, but it's it's true. Like your, your fingers hurt, your hands hurt. Uh, if you're a guy is violin and really using your hands, uh, fingers, hands, wrists, those things uh, tend to tend to be pretty sore. Uh, shoulders. You know, from from holding down the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, of course, just like any other player, you know, you're going to have some type of leg, something going on. You know, whether it's muscle-related, knee-related, ankle-related, it's going to be something like that going on. It, so it's it's pretty tough this time of year.
1: Sore hands, huh?
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you really are a type of D-lineman that's, that's using your hands the way that you're a coach to use them, at some point you're going to – I told him you're not a real D-lineman if you don't leave with college with a broken hand, a cricket finger, a broken <laughs> finger, something. At some point in your uh-huh. career, you're not, not a real D-lineman.
1: L- let me see those hands you got here. Oh, gosh that pinky yeah. oh my gosh yeah, yeah. that's a 45 <laughs> degree angle i wish you could see that oh my goodness okay that's well straight as it goes too really yeah how about do you remember when that happened
8: man i, was, I tried to scoop and score a ball that i should have jumped on Ooh. and so i tried to scoop and score it everybody else jumped on it uh my hand was under the pilot and uh I didn't learn from it because I tried a couple, of, a couple of years later, I tried to scoop and score one that I should have jumped on and broke my thumb that way. So you would have thought I would have learned after the first time. Man,
1: so you did, not only didn't get the score, you got a crooked pinky yeah, for the rest of your cro- days,
8: huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It still Man. works pretty good, though. So. That's good. Hey, long,
1: as long as it's still attached, <laughs> it's right? It's uh, When did you first see the defensive line start to coalesce this year? Was there a moment either in the preseason or at some point during a game early in the year where you felt your guys were clear? and Jalen and we're starting to play like the defensive line you envisioned they could?
8: Uh, it's hard to say a specific moment. Um, you know, you, we, we kind of saw glimpses of it during camp because the guys were hungry to, to they, they wanted to know what they were doing wrong, what they were doing right. You know, so we watched the film and it's question after question after question. So I could tell right away that they were wired in a different way that they had been wired in the past. You know, they wanted to – what are those issues that we have, and How can we get better? So I saw it then with, you know, with all the, the the questions. And I, I would say, you know, just the first game of the year, you could kind of see those things being applied. And then just – I felt like, you know, that that, that, first, that first game of the year we were – playing with the right type of energy. The technique was good. We were were trying to get the quarterback on the ground every single snap. or trying to get in that backfield. So you could kind of see it from there on. Like, all right, at least, you know, we're we're better than we've been in the past, and we, you know, the guys just continue to grow and gel and learn.
1: It's amazing how you can get a sense of a player based on the types of questions that he asks in the film room.
8: Oh, no doubt. Yeah, because you know that level of effort is you know it does equal level of care so when 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 those guys are playing hard but then off the field the level of effort is the type of questions they're asking the type of notes they're taking you know um the extra time they're putting in you know guys coming in uh during the time when we don't have meetings you know coming in and asking questions hey coach how can i fix this how can i fix that what can i do better like though that shows you right there like okay and these guys are hungry to improve on a continuous
1: basis. I know it's maybe unfair to single out any one player at the expense of others, but is there somebody who immediately jumps to mind as someone who was asking the right questions in the off season, in the preseason, and you've seen that directly correlate to his uptick in production on the field this fall?
8: Um, it was, it's two guys. Uh, it's probably gonna be Keon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. I mean, he's gonna ask. He wants to know the coverage, how the coverage works. He wants to know everything. Uh, so he's one, and then Sylvain. Sylvain has a lot of questions, um, and you see it. You know, he he's been getting better from. He's the he's one of the main guys that he's already a great athlete. He can run. He's big. He's strong. But he asks a bunch of questions, and then when you coach him up on something, he makes the changes, and you see his you see his game improving because of it.
1: Boy, Sylvain's come a long way, right? Yeah, a long
8: way. <laughs> a long way from not knowing, you know, the, the X's and O's. You draw him on the board, he didn't know what certain things meant coming from Belgium, and just watching him grow has been awesome.
1: Uh, Keon White, a guy who's going to be returning to his home state of North Carolina this Saturday, guy to Garner, who actually had a preferred walk-on offer from North Carolina as a tight end. I think things have worked out well for him in his career. On the defensive line, how has he turned into the kind of player that you knew he could become this year?
8: Uh, by taking coaching and, and improving his technique, and Keon is, you know, already a strong, a very strong human being, like strong, strong. Uh, so guys like that typically use that to their advantage. But sometimes when they when they utilize when they had, when they're blessed with such great levels of strength. You know, it's no different than a receiver that's blessed with great speed. A lot of times those guys with great speed, they come in on how to run routes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or get in and out of breaks. It's very similar with a D-lineman that's just extremely, like, freakishly strong. They think that they can just take any and everybody and, and toss them around. Not at which, this level. Which yeah. sometimes you can, yeah. but not consistently. You know, so it, it's just been the, an improvement of the, the technique involved. And he is very, very coachable. So that that's – that's been a great thing that we focus on with improving and he's, you know, he's done a great job with
1: it. I'm sure you've heard this story, but I interviewed Keon earlier this year and he says when he was in the transfer portal, what he loved most about the conversation that he had with you was that you were the only coach he talked with who started off by saying here are all the things you're not doing well.
8: Yeah, I mean, everybody's telling what they're good at. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I can do that and and be the same as any other coach, you know, it's my job is to make you the best version of yourself. So how am I going to make you the best version of yourself if I'm only telling you what you're great at? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to watch your film, and I'm going to tell you what you're bad at. You know, and that's, uh, I, I didn't know I didn't know he ever said that, but that's, that's just who I am. That's what I do.
1: I'm guessing he also didn't tell you that when he was at Old Dominion, while he was still on full scholarship, he was a Domino's delivery driver?
8: Yeah, I did know that. Okay. I did know that. He likes to work. You know, it, yeah. it, That's not just football. Like he wants to earn his own money, he wants to do his own uh, do his own thing, and he's going to support himself. So whatever work he has to put in to get what he wants, that's what he's going to do.
1: Well, he's been putting in a lot of work under your tutelage and watchful eye this fall, and it is certainly translated for Keon. I know it'll be a special day for him on Saturday as the Yellow Jackets take on North Carolina, number thirteen Tar Heels, with Tomi Leather set for five thirty. We'll continue the conversation with defensive line coach Larry Knight in just a moment. It's the Georgia Tech coaches show on the Georgia Tech Sports. Sports Network from Legend Sports.
7: That frosty chill in the air is here to stay. Just make sure that pesky pests like roaches, ants, and rodents aren't trying to join in on the winter fun. This is the time of year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside your home or business as the temperatures drop. Luckily, you can trust the pest control experts at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARRO or visit Arrow Exterminators.
6: Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow.
4: One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety.
3: Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is, the day isn't over.
7: Hey, Lexus, turn it up.
3: And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H performance hybrid, never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer.
0: Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Frank, you'll be back
1: a little later on to wrap up and prescribe his keys to a successful Saturday at Keenan Stadium when Georgia Tech takes on the Coastal Division champion North Carolina Tar Heels. Make sure you stick around for that as we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Andy Demetra joined by defensive line coach Larry Knight. Had a great conversation about uh, your playing days at Central Michigan. How the a guy from Augusta, Georgia get up to Michigan and CMU? Uh, by
8: weighing 200 pounds, playing defensive end. It's kind of how that went. Uh, so, you know, I was getting recruited by a lot of schools, and uh, they would show up at the school and see me in person, and that's kind of when a lot of recruiting would die down. I was, you know, same about the same height I am now, about uh, 6'3", but 200 pounds, really, really skinny. Mm-hmm. but long and I could always run you know so Central was one of those schools they didn't really care they saw my frame I ended up playing at that 250 plus you really? know what I mean yeah so but you know how it is you know some 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 schools don't have the patience to take that to develop you into that size, you know, and then they never know if you're actually going to reach that size. So Central, they didn't care and and they took a chance on me.
1: Uh, I'm sure you miss many things about your days at Central Michigan. Weather probably not one of them.
8: No, I do not miss that part at all. I like playing in it. I did like playing in the weather. I didn't like practicing in
1: the weather. Okay. Yeah, it was terrible. It's going to be a little chilly in Chapel Hill on Saturday, according to the long-range forecast. Yeah,
8: I'll be all right.
1: Uh, (laughs) You had four years experience and yeah, you'll be fine even though you're not playing. Speaking of guys who have made, it seems, incremental improvement throughout the year. Daquan Douse. Yeah, Monster game versus Virginia Tech. I think he had a case to be made for defensive lineman of the week in the ACC. He should have won it. Yeah, I mean, seven <laughs> tackles, what, two and a half sacks, forced fumble. Uh, and a blocked fumble without, kick Yeah, blocked extra point. don't know point about that, he blocked point extra point. That, that was yeah. sort of significant. Yep. Uh, but how have you seen Daquan continue to grow where now he seems pretty firmly established on the interior as a guy you can count on every Saturday?
8: Well, a lot of people don't know this is always who he's been. You know, uh, that the first year that he was here, had he not had that surgery, he would have been playing that year because it, his attention to detail is second to none. And then as far as football instincts at the D-line position, he he possesses that. It's just it's just a trait that some guys have it, some guys don't. And he's always had it. Like, he knows what type of blocks he's getting. He knows what play is coming. You know he can he 's one of those guys that can tell and and that that 's always who he 's been so it 's not a surprise it 's just awesome to actually see it you know happen now that he 's been healthy on a consistent basis.
1: He had that punch out of the Virginia Tech running back near the goal line that triggered that comeback in the fourth quarter. It happens so fast you sometimes feel like there 's an element of randomness to that, but we know better How do you teach the technique? of one of your linemen getting a punch out without it compromising his ability to wrap up and make the tackle. We see so many guys hunt for turnovers. They wind up not making the tackle, turns into a long gain or a touchdown, but that wasn't the case uh, on that particular play.
8: Uh, Some of it is coaching, some of it is instincts. So he has this innate ability to be able to hold off a blocker, uh, put his eyes in the gap, and some you know how it is. Sometimes you maybe have your eyes through the gap, and, and the guy goes through a different gap or something like that. And so he has the ability to accurately punch at the ball when somebody runs through a gap that he's not either in or able to get all the way into. So he he just he's done it a couple of times this mm-hmm. year, you know, and and he has that ability. And some of the ones they don't sometimes the ball don't come out. You know, but that was one of those moments where it was perfect timing, a perfect punch, and it came
1: out when it needed to. Got to be a precision puncher <laughs> No, right. work in, the, in the trenches. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so Ace and Charlie, they are both on track to finish with 100-plus tackles. Georgia Tech teammates have not had 100-plus tackles in the same season since 2003. That's a terrific testament to both Ace and Charlie, but they could not have done that either without your defensive line holding points and canceling gaps and allowing those two guys from their linebacker backer spots to fly around and finish off plays. What's the synergy been like between Ace Ely, Charlie Thomas, and the guys up front?
8: Well, the- the thing about those two guys, it's like having coaches on the field. Whatever they're taught by Coach Seymour or Coach Stacker, um, they, they, they can keep that information and also regurgitate that information. So when we're in practice and somebody misfits something or a defensive lineman goes the wrong way or it's like a, a miscommunication or whatever it may be in practice, those guys are able to get together and communicate and fix it right then, Before sometimes before we can even get to them. So um, the, the synergy there is really good. And, you know, those guys are extremely football smart. So uh, uh, it's credit to them, but, you know, credit to the D-line as well for, you know, listening and communicating with those guys to work together.
1: If you wear a single-digit number and you're a defensive tackle, you have to be a certain uh, level of player. Micaiah Scott, uh, we're number eight this year as part of the tribute to Demarius Thomas. just seems like he's been a steady guy whose impact may not always be reflected in the box score, but you flip on that tape, you go through your grading. It seems like Micaiah gives you that certain consistency every Saturday.
8: Yeah, nobody cares more than him. Uh, The care level is extremely high. He's a really good athlete. You know, he's a basketball player you know long long arms he's just a really good athlete and we challenged him with you know increasing his level of you know physicality at the point of contact and you see the, you see those things showing up you know he's a he's a really good teammate he's not going to say much until he get around the guys you know when he's around the guys this when he's going to talk if you're not around the guys you're not going to hear much out of him but he's a great teammate and and that effort and and his ability is is showing up on Saturdays yeah we we've seen
1: Daquan, we've seen of Stone we've seen Certainly, Makai Scott. Another guy who's rolled into the defensive line rotation for you has been number 95, Jason Moore, the walk on. He's a high school teammate with Name McCollum out there in uh, McDonough, Georgia. What has he done to go from his second year in the program being a walk on to now rolling in uh, at defensive tackle?
8: Uh, outworking everybody. He, so uh, he's a weight room warrior. I mean, this guy is strong, strong. Like possibly second strongest on the team type, maybe first in some wow. categories. Yeah. He 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 has that type of strength and, and he works and he and his attention to detail is what's getting him to that point. And it, it never and it, it never hurts to try to be Jamin Brooks. You know, that's that's yeah. that's, that's how Jamin came in here as a walk on and before you know he was a team captain, all conference player. So uh, I, I see a very bright future
1: for J Jason Moore, nuclear and radiological engineering major. Whatever that means. I was going to say, probably the first time you've had one of those in your room.
8: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I'm so I, smart I, for I that.
1: imagine then there's a certain level of cerebralism that he brings into the film room mm-hmm. and studying for, for the upcoming opponent.
8: Oh, no doubt. I and mean, then he's going to take a bunch of notes, you know, and uh, the, yeah, every, everything you said. I mean, he, he's a highly, highly intelligent
1: individual. How has Cal Kennard found his footing this year playing uh, increased reps?
8: Yeah, it's been it's been good. So Cal is it's a lot on his plate with how we structure our defense. So early on, it, was, it took a while for him to kind of understand the nuances of what we were asking him to do. But Cowler showed up and has been been able to make some plays at our defensive end position, hybrid outside linebacker position. Some of the uh, the things that don't show up on the stat line, like being where he's supposed to be on some of those drops. Some of those third down stops have been big because he's been where he's supposed to be in the coverage lanes as well as the pass rushing lanes and, and, and in the run game too.
1: When you go through your grading system for your defensive line, what – categories do you use that aren't in the traditional box score?
8: Uh, effort. Are you at all times given the maximum amount of effort to get the ball on the, on the ground? I don't care how far away it is. Uh, if you feel like you can get there or not, good things happen to guys who, who play hard, you know, and it, little small stuff. Like, for example, Noah Collins has two fumble recoveries this year because he mm-hmm. plays hard. He's yeah. been playing hard, you know, and that's probably uh, the number one thing that show up that people don't know about. When they, when they get their grade sheets after the game, they're going to look and see how many loafs Um, is on that sheet. You know, so the, I would say that that's the number one thing that, that shows up that people don't know about.
1: And Noah Connells has jumped on two fumbles. I imagine there's no crooked finger either because he didn't try to run it back. Nah,
8: he jumped He jumped on him. One of them I thought he might could have scooped up, but because he was the the body position he was in, he, sure. he definitely needed to jump on it. Oh,
1: we know it's a big man's dream. Yeah, oh, it, it a, a really is. It's my dream to
8: see one of them running with the football. Like, I, I really want to see that. You know, so I, I stay on him about it. Like, guys get rewarded with effort. You, some, you look up and all of a sudden the ball's in your hand because you're just playing hard. So uh, maybe we'll get that.
1: <laughs> and it's amazing. I know the team didn't force a turnover versus Miami, but you guys had forced a turnover every single game this season until Saturday to have that kind of consistency and takeaways is pretty remarkable. And it seems like, you know, there's a certain level of of being well-positioned, knowing, knowing, where to line up, knowing what play is coming, that all factors into it, but just effort, rallying to the football, playing to the whistle, that gets you a lot of takeaways, and it seems like your guys have taken that to heart,
8: yeah, attacking the football is trained habits uh we 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 work on that it's not just you know luck, you know we actually work on how to get the ball, what body positions, what way to to punch or attack the football with certain body positions um those are things that we work on a lot, so Uh, To see it come about, it's been awesome. I think we got jinxed, though. I believe in that. Like, the moment it gets announced where you rank at, that's when <laughs> that's when stuff fall apart. That's why I don't look at rankings and all of that. I don't look at anything to the end of the season, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think that's why I never retweeted it or reposted it because I was like, oh, man. And then next game we get zero, okay, So we well, <laughs> we'll see if we can reverse the karma. So, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about we'll it. We'll see if we can reverse the Twitter <laughs> karma this Saturday
1: versus North Carolina. Let's wrap up with that. Larry Knight, defensive line coach, joining us here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. You know the challenge ahead of you with this North Carolina offense and Drake May, who's put together uh, a pretty compelling Heisman finalist resume, the, the defensive line probably knows that they don't necessarily need to get home on Drake May Saturday in order to still be effective against this offense. What are some of the keys you even part of your unit uh, against North Carolina? We just
8: call it affecting the quarterback. It may, it's not going to always be a sack. You know, it's just uh, making them uncomfortable. You know, uh, putting him in a positions where it's going to be tough to follow through on certain throws or uh, may, may be in his, disrupt his vision, you know, uh, put guys in his lap or around his feet or, or, or whatever it may be is it's, it's, it's really about affecting the quarterback more so than getting the stats and getting the sacks on the quarterback is the most important part.
1: Well, great opportunity for you guys to stun some uh, North Carolina Tar Heels that have gone up and down the field on opponents this year. And we know that you guys have stopped drives in their tracks with turnovers and with sacks and possession ends. It's been fun to see the growth of your defensive line, and it's always been fun catching up with you, Larry. Appreciate the time. I
8: appreciate your time, like always.
1: That is Larry Knight. Always good for spinning some yarns here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Brent Key will be back on the other side. To wrap things up, it is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
7: Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling hazy-like-a-fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit New newrealmbrewing.com. Com for more
5: with the Kroger plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off of the pump for the win. Plus save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger plus card. All you do is win big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving Kroger fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir.
0: He dives for the end zone and he gets in!
1: When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit RamblinWreck.com. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir.
0: He dives for the end zone and he gets in!
1: When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves.
0: Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit RamblinRec.com. There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket insiders. This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Our thanks to defensive
1: line coach Larry Knight for joining us as he'll oversee the Georgia Tech defense this Saturday at Keenan Stadium. Tommy's Leather 530 between your jackets and the number 13 North Carolina Tar Heels Brent Key back with us here to finish out the show Matt Brown said at his press conference Monday that he tried to watch the film from last year and it, quote, made him want to throw up. I'm guessing you had a slightly different reaction if you flipped on the film from last year's game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. As we said with Larry, eight sacks, 13 tackles for loss. Why was the defense humming that well uh, last year?
2: Yeah, well, you... We we were playing playing fast. We, we had a really good key on some of the things they were doing, and you know, with the ability with some of our blitz packages to come home on them and and create some some havoc in the backfield. And you know, anytime you can do that and create the havoc in the backfield, you know, it makes it a lot easier on those DBs to be able to you know have to guard have to guard those guys. So you know, we were able to come home on some of those things and uh, had a really good night.
1: Drake May, uh, a lot of chatter about him this year, likely ACC player of the year, 34 touchdowns, three interceptions. What jumps out uh, when you watch the film of Drake May?
2: He's a tremendous young player. I mean, whether he's a freshman or a senior or a fifth-year pro, I mean, the, the kid's got it. He is He is uncanny anticipation you know he knows the offense he, he knows where the players are going to be within the offense you know his release and the, his ability to get rid of the football I mean I think his percentage of throws under two and a half seconds is one of the highest in the country so you know people aren't getting to him you know they're not getting home they're not getting there so you know you know you if you overcommit to pressure you know now you're leaving voids and holes in the back end which he, he can he can he's deadly I mean he's deadly with it and you know the, the interesting thing about him is when you start to break down him as a, as a player and start looking at, you know, statistically how he is and, you know, the analytics of his throws. I mean, whether you force him to scramble to the right, force him to scramble to the left, you know, move up in the pocket, uh, to the field, to the boundary. I mean, the kid's throwing 62%, 65%, you know, in, in all those spots. And then when you look at inverse pressure, I mean, I, mean, I think he's a 72 75% thrower uh with with pressure coming at him with first blitz so he's he's got it all he's a tremendous player he's he's fun to watch
1: he's got josh downs uh like Nate McCollum, shifty speedy slot receiver among the nation's leaders in receptions receiving yards receiving touchdowns uh what makes him a a force that you'll be trying to
2: subdue on saturday well it's easy to say the the speed and the quickness and the ball skills that he has and then his ability to do something with it after he catches his yards after catch uh, but it, it, they do a good job of putting him in different spots um, not letting you key in on him, they, they'll put him in the field the boundary, you know, put him in the slot to the field, they'll put him in the backfield uh, to, to create matchups, uh, they'll motion motion them across, you know s- slow motion, fast motion, orbit motions all the different types of motions that you know create the conflict and then it really comes back to the quarterback and his ability to get the football snapped in those conflicting, uh, conf- conflicting spots that Josh is in
1: Defensively, they're led by Cedric Gray, who not A.C. Lee, not Charlie Thomas. It's Cedric Gray who leads the ACC in tackles and is among the nation's leaders as well. How does North Carolina structure its defense to allow him to fly around and finish off a lot of plays?
2: Yeah, well, it's built around him. It's the the entire defense is built around uh, his ability to make plays. And, you know, with all the adjustments that you try to do on offense to well, I won't say the adjustments on offense. With all the, the the eye candy and the motions and shifts that you do to affect the defense, uh, you know, you, you might have three, four, five people moving, but he's the one kind of constant. They kind of they adjust everything else around him, to, you know, to put him in the spot to be able to make the play, and they protect him with what they do up front, with the, you know, the way that their front mechanics are, with the the stunts, the the movements, uh, the, the the varying fronts whether they're playing four down or they're playing mint, uh, mint, which is a a, an odd front with a zero nose and the guards are uncovered and two four eyes over the tackles which is the inside shade of the tackle so they do things to protect him and allow him to kind of roam free as that middle player to make plays. A
1: little more than a minute here before we wrap
2: up coach. I
1: want to end with this. Uh, UCF, sort of a desultory effort. Next game, you guys were on the road at Pittsburgh, favored team, ranked team. You guys got the win. When you, you know lost in Tallahassee to Florida State, didn't look particularly good. Very next game, you go to Virginia Tech. You grind out that comeback win. Here, you know, maybe not the, the performance you had hoped for in the home finale versus Miami, but you're going on the road this Saturday to take on the Coastal Division champion North Carolina Tar Heels. But you have shown the ability to bounce back what is it about the resolve of this team that you see day in and day out that makes you really proud of them, that gives you confidence that they're going to go into Chapel Hill with the right mindset?
2: Gosh, I mean, these, the, what these kids have done and how hard they've played and the resolve that they have has is, is, is been really, really awesome to be around and to be with and to, to be able to, to lead these guys. So the, the the thing that gives it, allows these guys to do this is the leadership on the team. The, the kids that are, are, are all in and, and they've never wavered. They're, they, they're all in this and they have another opportunity to play football on Saturday.
1: And we look forward to seeing it as ACC play comes to a close inside Keenan Stadium. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the North Carolina Tar Heels. Can't wait to talk with you for pregame at 3.30. Tommy's Leather 5.30 on Saturday. For now though, we wrap up another edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Coach Key, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thanks guys. Go
1: Jackets. And, he's Branke, and for Larry Knight as well, Andy Demetra saying so long. Thanks once again for listening to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show.
4: One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety
0: attention plumbers pipe fitters and hvacr technicians in atlanta if you're not making over 51 dollars an hour total package this message is for you the united association of plumbers pipe fitters and hvacr technicians local 72 has immediate opportunities in metro atlanta top level pay excellent benefits in retirement long-term projects and safe working conditions contractors are hiring right now call 404-373-5778 or visit ua72.org and click join us
3: Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is, the day isn't over.
7: Hey Lexus, turn it up.
3: And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first ever RX 500H performance hybrid. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer.
5: Hey, Georgia, if you love playing Fantasy V, you're going to love it even more because we're giving away stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. Now through November 27th, five winners each week will win just by playing Fantasy V. And the cash stack grows to $10,000. Play online or enter your non-winning Fantasy V ticket at fantasy5giveaway.com for your chance to be a weekly winner. It all ends November 27th, so play Fantasy V during the Stacks of Cash giveaway. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly
0: you've been listening to the georgia tech coaches show live on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports join us each week of the season to get the latest on yellow jackets football and all things georgia tech athletics we'll talk to you again next week right here on the georgia tech sports network